This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Hello there, good evening and welcome to a very special pre-season In Touch Rugby League show on City Talk 105.9 with myself, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. So the incredible World Cup seems like a bit of a distant memory now and there are still a few weeks to go until the 2014 season kicks off. Well, clubs have been back in pre-season training for several weeks now and some even longer than that. Warrington Wolves jetted off to Australia and Wigan Warriors have gone to the States. But St Helens and Widnes Vikings are braving the elements here in the UK. And tonight, our show will focus on what's happening with our Merseyside club, the Saints, after In Touch was given access to a number of first-teamers and found out how their pre-season is going. Over the next 60 minutes, we'll hear from new signings Mossy Masoy, Luke Walsh, Kyle Amor and Richard Beaumont, as well as Johnny Lomax, Louis McCarthy-Scarsbrook, Captain Paul Wellens and coach Nathan Brown. Now, St Helens experienced one of their toughest seasons in 2013. They finished fifth in the league, didn't make the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup or Super League, and they had to deal with a number of first-teamers being now injured, losing the backbone of their squad, and more than 10 youngsters made their debuts. It saw a number of players out of position too, including John Wilkin and Johnny Lomax, who's now made that number one jersey his own for the season ahead. Well, let's kick off tonight's show now, hearing from Brownie first of all. It was a bit of a baptism of fire last year, you could say for him. So what has he learned and what are his hopes for the season ahead? He's been speaking to our very own Steve Manning about how pre-season is going. Uh, yeah, a little different. Um, obviously, you know, like most sides, they think they've got a, a squad that's got, you know, got a, a good chance of, of, uh, of being reasonably successful. You have a lot of people in the World Cup, so a lot of those guys didn't come back till uh, just after Christmas and Last year we introduced a lot of new players into the first team. We played a lot of first team who, who if they weren't in the full-time squad, have come into the full-time squad. So there's been obviously quite a fair bit of youth in pre-season training, which has been exciting. Obviously, the back end of season, obviously in close season, you pinpointed who you wanted to bring in, into the club. Are you happy with the acquisitions? And are there any more likely, or are you going to settle with the squad you've now got? Well, where we are where we are at the moment, as far as the squad goes, from you know, a salary cap point of view, and we're very comfortable with the recruits we've made um, you know like all sides you know whether I think whether you run first or you run fifth or you run eighth you want to improve your squad because if, if you sort of stand still someone goes past you don't, don't they say so, you know we feel we've, we've made some uh, signings that can help complement or help our squad improve and I think that's the key for for any uh, any sporting organisation and you know we're quite excited about the people we've brought in and you know we feel that they're not only going to help our squad from what they bring to the table but we feel as a whole as a group they'll help the squad as well they're all they're all good people as well which is really really important I know I've seen times when I suppose you last year and it was a season be draggled with injuries it was you were saying well they're coming in and what they do it's not just what they do last season it's what they do the forthcoming season and the game time that they'll benefit yeah. the club and the fans will see yeah well last year we <coughs> think we had like 13 genuine debutants not because it was Easter or not because we were running first and we were eyeing the Challenge Cup we had 13 kids that played um, a lot of it was due to the injury problems we had some younger kids forced their way into getting an opportunity uh, so the benefits of those type of years uh, happened for the coming years you know and this year we would like to think that your Mark Percival's and Adam Swift's and 
Greg Richards and you go through the Alex Warms as you go through all the kids that made their debut and played a fair share of games last year, you feel that they should improve. Uh, they've all had a good pre-season, apart from Luke Thompson, who had some surgery on his foot. All the young kids that debuted last year have all trained pretty much most of the pre-season, so, and they've trained really well. So physically and technically, if you like to put it like that, from a skill point of view, they've all shown good signs of improvement. All their Physically, they're stronger and they're a bit bigger and their fitness scores are better. Um, they've really tried to add parts or improve parts of their game. The next challenge is seeing it happen on the field. So, you know, some players keep improving and keep climbing. Some young kids plateau off and take another 12 months and rise again. So, you know, but, you know, there was a lot of kids that played last year that got, had a lot of talent, contributed uh, well at times and at times probably struggled, you know, but that's been young and we would hope that they would all improve a fair bit this year. But the proof's going to be, you know, over the coming season. But the positive thing is they've all given themselves a good chance by having a good pre-season. So they've done everything asked of them anyway so far. Now, you learned as an individual coming into your second season at the club and, I mean, I know you knew what was expected, but everybody learns, don't they? Yeah, no, I mean, I've, you know, I've worked in, obviously, the Dragons and there's you know, no more expectation on any club in the NRL than the Dragons, which is obviously a big side and St Helens, the expectation at St Helens is, is very similar to that. You know, the fans are very passionate and there's a lot of them. And uh, and even when you last year when we weren't going so well, a lot of those fans supported by actually coming to the game, didn't they? And like our away support last year was was brilliant. You know the amount of fans we took to some away games when the team wasn't going so well. You know, and 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 with that passion and with the history, there comes the added pressure that the fans actually they don't expect. They sort of demand success, don't they? And that's what helps the club helps the club be what it is, you know, and you wouldn't want it any other way, you know, you don't want to be somewhere where the fans aren't expecting and demanding some success, you want it that way, the younger players are sort of educated from a young age to, from for the from the same point of view, if they're a young St Ellen's kid, they know from the start that what Paul Wellens and what Kieran Cunningham and James Graham and these wonderful players have brought to the table and, and you know, those, those added pressures I think, you know, used in the right way are great, great for you, you know, but, you know, from a personal point of view, you know, you've, you've got a job to do and regardless of what the expectation is, your job is to get the best out of the squad of players you got and, and we feel like, you know, with the support of the chairman last year that we've 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 uh, improved some areas of our squad and hopefully complemented other players that were already here by the people that we've brought in. Saints head coach Nathan Brown there. Well, the Saints have boosted their pack with some big-name signings in the close season. We're going to hear from a handful of them tonight, starting with big Samoan prop, a unit and a half, Mossy Masoy. He started off by making sure Steve knew he'd got his name correct. Well, I'm speaking to, and I hopefully I've got it to correct, Mossy Masai. Yeah, Mossy Masoy. Yep. Mossy Masoy. Yep. I'll get it right as the you're season right, goes right. on that. So... Uh, Welcome to St. Helens and uh, your initial thoughts on it uh, in this magnificent stadium here at the Langtree. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great crowd. You know, I'm really excited to, to play on it, so can't wait till the season starts. Now, we'd read all about you prior to the World Cup. A lot of us had seen you in the World Cup, and I don't know what to call it, whether it's rollerball derby, whether it's champion bowling or not, but you left a lot of players of world class on the floor is that what the Saints supporters can hopefully look forward to this season yeah that's that's pretty much my game plan going into the game just run hard and tackle hard and um, 
get them before they get me, I guess. <laughs> you spoke to Luke, and Luke said uh, when he was playing in Australia against you, he left it to somebody else to do the tackling, so he's quite happy that he's wearing the same colours as you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, I'm glad to play with Luke as well, because he can uh, kick us out of, the, out of any game, so, so it's going to be good. And from your own from your own point of view, I can't help but looking. But obviously, your your right leg is is in a in a pot. I think the terminology. What's the problem? Is it short term, long term? Because the Saints fans will be thinking, "Oh, sugar, we've got him, but we're not going to be watching him." No, no. I think I'm just going to miss out two games. Um, I'm kind of gutted that we're not going to um, get to start the season. But there's a long season ahead for us. Um, we're going to play about 30 games, so hopefully, hopefully, um, it gets better soon but yeah it should only be two games yeah. what is the injury here um, I, had a, um, I had the same thing that Robes had uh, syndesmosis um, tight re- repair and uh, I was carrying the injury in the World Cup so um, uh, hopefully um, uh, we, we didn't want to go into the season and um, risk it and had to get it repaired halfway through the season so uh, the, the best thing to do was get it fixed before the season started and then um, just waiting for for it to repair now so it should only be another I think uh, seven more weeks eight more weeks so hopefully fingers crossed it's only only that long so because the most important thing I suppose when you when you come to a club you want yeah. you want to make an impact immediate and yeah. without the pun like you know with your size and physicality sort of thing but you don't want to be in a situation where you come back yeah. play a couple of games it breakdowns and it yeah. stops start you want to get on a yeah. on a roll and build yeah. up to what's happening yeah, the big it. picture stroke August and October when the prizes are won. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a long season, so it's not it's not how you take off; it's how you land, I guess. So, as um as a team, I thought it would be better for the side if I just get it done and then just hopefully um get back on the pitch for them. And from your own point of view, what what was the reasoning from you know leaving the NRL to come to the challenge of uh, Super League and why why St Helens? I think it was just a challenge for me as a player. I've always wanted to play in the in the in the Super League, like ever since I was young. Uh, they always said, "Oh, there's the Super League or the NRL," and I was like, "Oh, yeah." So I played the NRL, and uh, it's like, "Oh, want to go see what the Super League was like." So, got the opportunity from Saints, and uh, that's why I'm here today. So, and you've mentioned the challenges. That the, yeah. I mean, the challenges wherever you play the game, sort yeah. of thing. And uh, all right, we may not be up there with the NRL, but mm-hmm. there's some quality out there, and some quality forwards for you to try and lock arms and say, "I am the top. I am the top man in my particular position." Mm. No, yeah, I, I think I personally think that the quality of the game over here is very similar to the NRL and I've, I've watched um, like the Challenge Cup finals and uh, um, the Grand Final and they look very similar intensity wise as well it's um, it's, it's a top class um, competition so um, there are a lot of players here that have played a lot of footy as well and played in the NRL so um, can't wait to play against them some of them were when I used to watch them on TV as a little kid too so I can't wait did you speak to any of the, you know, the players who that are already playing here, who might be teammates or international teammates, yeah. and asked about the Saints? Or was it a case of, you know, you know, you, you see the show reels of Saints uh, over the last few years at, over in Australia? Um, yeah, I knew Sia when he was at the ah, right. at the Roosters. So yeah. um, uh, when I got the opportunity, um, he'd gone in contact with me. I said, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to come over and um, play over here. It's going to suit your style of footy. So um, yeah, I just just to sign straight away I guess. <laughs> 
Mossy Masoy there. His national teammate Sia Soliola really sold Merseyside and Langtree Park to him. Sia's played more than 40 games in the Red V now. He says after the adversities of last season, everyone is in a good place. The club's really at a, at a good stage. All the boys are pretty excited about um, starting off this year. Uh, got, a, got a lot of depth, got a lot of size this year, which is good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just, just trying to get my knee right so I can come back because um, um, I'm really looking forward to working with uh, these new boys and I, I really think that we're going to have a really exciting this year. This year. And is that an injury that you picked up, obviously, during uh, the successful World Cup over the back end of last year? Yeah, um, I, I had a cork and then I just had a little little tear in my, my quad tin, so just trying to fix that up and just don't want to rush things at this stage at this moment. So when I'm 100%, I'll be, I'll be back in the fold. But um, I'm really looking forward to what, what the new guys, because um, we've, we've had some, what well, I feel, we've had some really good signings, and especially with um, Walshie, Amor and... Beaumont, so we've got a lot of size and a lot of talent in there. And you got the big guy just across the way as well. Yeah, and you can't miss, can't miss, miss uh, Big Mossy, but um, so me and him are both in rehab at this stage, but uh, we can't wait to get back on. You've also you've mentioned Brownie. It's his uh, second year. Uh, obviously, the players have got to know Brownie that are still at the club, and Brownie's got to know the, the players again that are still at the club, and they can uh, take on board his ideas that little bit more if he has a little change you know you know how the coach's psyche works sort of thing don't you yeah yeah no that's right um, I think uh, uh, it takes it takes time for players and uh, coaches to uh, gel and or like see the vision of um, what the coach wants um, I think I think now with the players that the, the caliber of players is going to suit the, the style that uh, Browning wants to play and uh, with us having that experience with him last year we can for us as players, we can help um, communicate to, to all the new players as well. Sia Soliola speaking there. We're going to take a short break now on City Talk 105.9, but afterwards we'll chat to Saints captain Paul Wellens, Johnny Lomax and Luke Walsh. In touch, City Talk Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. It is in touch on City Talk 105.9 and a special hour this evening previewing the Saints pre-season. At a special press call earlier this week, City Talk's Steve Manning was given access to the Saints squad. He chatted with captain Paul Wellens, who's handed over his number one jersey to Johnny Lomax. Now, Wello is gearing up for his 17th season in the Red V, but he says he hasn't lost any of his enthusiasm over the years. The boys have come back into training, you know, really working hard for each other. I think, you know, that's a key component when, you, when you're preparing for a new campaign. Is it? I know a lot of people see the season starts in February, but it actually starts at the beginning of November for a lot of us. And uh, you know, a lot of the hard work and, and that we're putting in the training now will serve us, serve us well when once the season starts. Obviously, we've got a number of new players come in, some key personnel, which will, will certainly improve the group. And you know, we're all uh, excited and very much looking forward to 2014. From your own point of view, you were involved with the England setup as, as such. But did that stop you beginning the training when the pre-season started, or was there an agreement between obviously England and Saints? Yeah, and Nathan had spoken with Steve McNamara previous to the, the World Cup starting. And, uh, uh, I was lucky that actually, that, you know, the build-up to the World Cup, I uh, I was off anyway, and then 
uh, you know, worked around my training schedule. Uh, I didn't miss any training sessions, which was, which was pleasing, and uh, and I still managed to obviously, you know, you know, do my work with England. Uh, you know, it was a busy time, but it was something I really enjoyed doing. Uh, you know, gained, gained some you know, real valuable experience being involved in the international setup and learned a lot more than than, a, than, than I thought I would and uh, you know it's certainly given me food for, uh, for thought moving forward. And I suppose by being involved in that environment, um, obviously you're an experienced player, you know a bit, a bit about coaching, the coaches have come through, but that perhaps also gives you an idea when a coach, what a coach, are you Nathan's thinking at times when he says, can you do this, can you do that? Quite right, yeah, and... and uh, you know, being involved in uh, international setup on the coaching side, you get to see you, you see it from a different perspective, and I think probably what you do as a player throughout your career is that you, you're very single-minded. You very look after yourself, keep yourself fit, do what you need to do, uh, but you probably don't appreciate, you know, from the coaching set side that, that you know they've got sometimes 20 or 30 odd players to worry about as well as the rest of the coaching staff uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of thought and detail that goes into into managing that uh, you know a, gr- a group of players and uh, you know I, I, that's something that really uh, you know really picked up on and really struck home to me obviously you're the senior statesman of the club in the squad sort of thing so how's it gone I know you mentioned obviously the training's gone well what about the new signings that have come in have they have they gelled well into uh, the uh, St. Helens I think yeah, uh, you know, very well. I think you know one thing that we always had at the club is that you know people, you know, overseas players and, and new newcomers to the club gen, uh, tend to settle very quickly. Uh, you know, Kyle Amor, Richard Beaumont, uh, you know, have come in. Uh, Matty Dawson as well from Huddersfield. You know, the, the, the other local local contingents who've, who've you know settled in uh, very well and and uh, Mossimo and, and Luke Walsh also uh, you know, settle into the new surroundings and obviously different weather than they used to at the moment but uh, you know you know, it's uh, exciting times for the club with these new players coming in and, uh, Luke in particular obviously we, you know, we've been short at a half back last year John Wilkin fill, filling in you know, admirably last year but I think you know, in signing Luke, uh, you know, obviously we gain a quality halfback who who understands you know how the organisational side of the game. But we also gain an international back rower in John Wilkin, who's been playing out of position for, for for the past 12 months. So, in actual fact, you know, signing one player has gained us two. And, and you've mentioned obviously uh, Luke sort of thing, and I don't know what uh, Nathan game, Nathan's game plan is going to be. But if he if he decides he's going to have obviously. Luke at uh, seven and uh, Lance at six. You've got an experienced pairing. Luke's new at the club, but Lance's obviously settled in and knows the game plan. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, what, what, what Luke does really well, and it's one thing I've noticed since he's been, you know, with us, is that he organises the team very well. He puts people in the right positions. And he's got an excellent kicking game. Uh, you know, I think you know that's that will suit players like Lance. Uh, you know, it takes away a lot of the responsibility from him. He's doing that, and he's allowed to play his natural game. Not only Lance, we look at James Robey, uh, Johnny Lomax. Those types of players will have the freedom to, to go and play. And, and uh, you know, Luke's organisational skills, uh, you know, are key to freeing those players up. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to have to spend, uh, you know, a lot of time on the training field. We are doing and working on different combinations. It's not easy when you know someone new comes into a, you know, a key position like that. But he's certainly a very accomplished player and, and one that is settling in very quickly. The bookies have made Saints one of the uh, main players to uh, pick up the silverware. Would you, pre- are you happy with that, or would you prefer it just being under the radar and taking that little bit of pressure off the coach and the players? Uh, it doesn't worry. I think. I think. If you want to play for a top club, and, and we certainly feel that St. Helens here we're a top club, if you want to play for you know, one of the best teams in the competition, with that becomes, with that comes expectations. 
uh, you need to perform. I think you know we as players, our coaching staff, our supporters, certainly our chairman, uh, you know we, we all expect success. I think that that's never changed at this club, and uh, you know we've, it's been a while since we've won a trophy. And I think we need to we need to embrace that. We need to you know kind of look at the situation and say you know it's about time we change that. Uh, and there's no better time to start than 2014. So big hopes for 2014 from Saints captain Paul Wellens. But what about the player who's proven himself as the new fullback at Langtree Park? Time has really flown for Johnny Lomax. He's going into his sixth year with the Saints and he says the time he's had to prepare properly in the number one position over the winter will set him up well for the new campaign. I've had a pre-season this year at fullback, whereas last year I was just thrown into it during the season. I hadn't done any um, real training there, just picked it up as as I went through the season and you know so it's been nice to get the pre-season under the belt and you know get a few things a bit more down packed and you know I'm enjoying it playing at fullback uh, gives me a bit more freedom on the pitch uh, it's a lot of running and it's, you can't it's a lot of running uh, but uh, get used to that eventually but um, the freedom that gives you an attack and you know and bringing the ball away from your line as well you know it, it's good and I enjoy that part of the game and you can't have a better mentor than uh, Paul Wellens, who's been there, done it, read the book. If you can't learn off him, you can't learn off anybody, can you? Oh, definitely, you know, it's a bit it's a bit of a weird feeling getting the number one, obviously, made up to get it, but then by the same token, a bit taken back, a bit, you know, it's a bit going, trying to follow in his footsteps, and but for him to give me his blessing the way he has, you know, it's, it's given me a lot more confidence in the position, obviously, as you say, to learn from him. He's been doing it for that many years, he's a club legend, you know, it's great to have there because he gives you little pointers and it's some generally the little pointers that are the big difference. Um, you know, such as one of the first when I was first getting there, was doing a lot of a lot of running at the back of the field and trying to be involved in it and just told me a few little bits about where I could save my legs and save a bit of energy here and there and it's generally the little things that I make the difference in in, in the big games and so, you know, I'm thankful for that and he'll carry on giving it to me and let me know where, where I can go better if he thinks I can. We always have this scenario, don't we, once a player comes in and breaks, breaks in at a position and shows that skill and talent, oh, he's the next this, he's the next that. But from your point of view, do you think, well, it's not really about I'm the next this, I'm the next that, I'm Johnny Lomax, this is me? Um, obviously, you, you know... But Sometimes it's nice to do them things, but it's added pressure. So you know it works both ways. But generally, it's more added pressure, to be honest. But um, it's you know you want to put your own spin on it when you're playing in the position and kind of thing. But for me this year, the biggest thing for me is I just want to stay injury-free. You know, I had a frustrating year last year with my hamstring, and then against okay, I picked up another knock. Thankfully, it wasn't my hamstring, but it was in the same area. So, you know, hopefully it's improved well and it's got a lot better. And so, touch wood, it'll carry on and I can stay injury free, you know, and just see how things go from there. And that's about it, really. See how things go. Hopefully, they'll go well. If not, I'll keep working hard until they do go well. Saints fullback Johnny Lomax. Let's hear from another new signing now, Kyle Amor. Now, Wakefield were forced to sell him towards the end of last season and he signed a four-year deal with Nathan Brown's site. At this week's special launch, Amor was sporting something of a, a long beard, you might say. He's been telling Steve it was a bit of a mad Monday joke that just didn't seem to end. 
We went out dressed as uh, we all had fancy dress the day after we played Castleford last season we were, uh, on, uh, on Mad Monday, and, and uh, I went out dressed as a tramp. So I haven't really had a shave since then. So, so the the million dollar question, which you're going to get asked until it all comes off as such, uh, is it here for the season? Are you superstitious? No, I, th- I think uh, I'll, like I say, I need to obviously need, need to trim my hair down a bit. It's getting a bit big now, but uh, no, I think I think I'm just going to roll with the bead and see how it goes. You know, the uh, the wife's happy with it, like so. Fair enough, yeah. That was the next question. <laughs> uh, I was going to say partner or wife, but your wife, you, your wife's quite happy with your, your appearance, and uh, when you come come to a clench for want of a better expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, she's 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 pretty relaxed. You know, she's a She's she, she's a good girl, you know. So she's uh, no, no, she's she's all for it, you know. It's me, it's my little girl that's telling me not to shave it off. Actually, yeah, she's the one I keep saying should I shave it off. She's like, no, no, no. So, no. So we, well, I'll be leaving it on for the time being, yeah. So let's be serious now. Uh, uh, so, so obviously you're here at St. Helens. Um, your reasoning for coming? Yeah, I just. Uh, there's um, obviously the cl- the club speaks massively, doesn't it? You know um, uh, uh, of where it's been over the last few years and uh, and and before that, all the things that they've won, you know, and the, and the finals that they've been in, and and I believe that I believe that the squad they've got this year, they can definitely be back up there, you know, uh, challenging for silverware, and 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 that that's something that really excites me, and it's something I want to be part of. Because I suppose coming full circle, obviously you went to Leeds Rhinos from Whitehaven, and uh, so you had a good grounding up in Cumbria, sort of thing. And then obviously the success that they had and being on the periphery, and then going to Wakefield, where perhaps you got more prolonged game time. Yeah. And with all due respect to Leeds Rhinos, yeah. and it's a full circle here because what you're wanting now is game time in first team, trying to pick up uh, the rewards of uh, your uh, your toils. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, uh, when I. When I got signed from Leeds, uh, sorry, when I got signed from Whitehaven to Leeds, I'd only been at Whitehaven for, for about four or five months then from the amateur game, you know. So it was looking back now, it was just, it was too big of a it was too big of a of a rise if you like, and I didn't quite I didn't quite grasp the uh, I didn't quite grasp what it took to be to be in a top side and 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 what you had to do each day at training and. And, uh, and certainly when I did play, I didn't really do myself any justice. So the best thing for me was going to Wakefield and allowing me to, like the way I look at it, it's like an apprenticeship, you know, like uh, allowing me to, allowing me to to, um, to build up game time and, and a number of games all over those years. To and uh, thankfully um, Nathan Brown seen something in me, he thinks I can add to this team. So I'm again, I'm I'm excited and looking forward to to playing in these big games and and uh, again challenging challenging for silverware, yeah. So is this what you'd call really the defining moment of your career? I know you're only a young lad yeah, now, yeah. but uh, you know you're you're at a club that's expected things, and yeah. uh, it's a case of you breaking into it. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, that, that's that, like I always like to put a bit of pressure on myself, and and that that's something that, that that I'll be thinking no doubt throughout all this season that 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 that's what I need to do. You know, now now's the time where I need to when I need to I need to step up and and uh, and prove that I can play at. Uh, in a big side and in big games, yeah. There's a good competition for players, obviously, in at any position, but in the forwards, and you've got the youngsters coming through, one or two, not likes of yourself off your perch, but the competition's there, and the incentive to get that sure, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think I think there's about maybe 11 or 12 from rowers, like, so it's... Uh, it is a lot of competition, but it's good as well. You know, it keeps it keeps you on your toes. And and uh, like going back to when I was at Wakefield, there was only really five or maybe six front rowers. You know, so you so you were nearly guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Oh. As bad as it is to say, you know, you knew that there was the kind of there was like a comfort there. You know what I mean? But but now there's uh, 
that now obviously Brownie doesn't care who who you are or, or how long you've been playing you know if you're not doing the job and some young kids banging on the door or then, then, then he'll certainly pull you out and put them in and he's, he's told us that already you know so we're all uh, we're all competing really hard with each other every day and, and it can only be a good thing can it so yeah last controversial question serious tongue in cheek talk today and what do you think of St Helens and don't come out with a mark and a wise line <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no it, it, it's good you know it's obviously uh I mean, I'm from I'm from Cumbria and Whitehaven, especially, you know. So there's a, there is a few similarities, if you like, and uh, yeah, it's certainly a lot quieter than when I was living over in Leeds. You know, Leeds was a great city and had to live in. There's plenty to do for the family and everything like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot quieter over here. But every everyone I've spoken to and I've met seems obviously really nice. Like um, just like like most places, isn't it really? You know. So no, no we're happy here, and uh, it, hopefully it'll be our home for the next four years. Well, it's time for another quick break now on City Talk, but afterwards we'll catch up with Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook on his views about London Broncos, who will be staying in Super League next season. In touch, in touch on City Talk 105.9. Talk 105.9. It's in touch with me, Laura Moss and Steve Manning for a special Saints pre-season show looking ahead to 2014. Before the break, we heard from Saints captain Paul Wellens as well as a host of new signings, including Richard Beaumont and Kyle Amor. So let's hear from another one now. Luke Walsh will be appearing in the Red V for the first time in 2014. He's linking up with another former teammate, Mossy Masoy, who we spoke to earlier after joining from Penrith Panthers as a specialist scrum half. Walsh says the move to Mersey side was just too good to turn down probably just the history and you know the young squad here too um sp- speaking to brownie um just about the young squad and the young talent they got here and something i'm looking forward to playing alongside some of these kids and you know brownie obviously it's from playing in or having uh, been playing against start coach by him yeah yeah um i've not anything to do with him coaching wise but um spoke to him a few few times and um yeah it just sort of went from there and did you speak to any players that are either over here playing for the club or, you know, mates that are playing for other clubs over here? Yeah, I spoke to a few, I've got a few close mates over here playing in different other clubs. Um, Travis Burns, so I spoke to him a fair bit, I was pretty close to him. And, um, yeah, they told me what it was like over here, and just about the footy and how it's very, uh, they throw the ball around a lot over here, which will probably suit my game a fair bit, so something I'm looking forward to. And I spoke to Will Lance O'Hire, and it looks obviously for the beginning of the season in Nathan's plans that you're going to be the uh, pivotal numbers there that get the side moving up the field and putting in the structures. Yeah, we've been been training together now, I mean Lance. Um, you know, he, he's been training really well, and hopefully we can get a good combination going and you know, go from there. Obviously, the fans expect something like that, obviously, you know, to be working straight away as if it's like riding a bike sort of thing, but it do you think it'll be like that? Is it a case of it, the the partnership and you know tick, you know ticking off each other will come during the season? Or was it thinking, bang, we'll get it right over the game of the season? Uh, hopefully, we bang and get it right for the start of the season. Um, I think we have to. I think we have to get off to a good start, so you know, it breeds confidence into the team. And you know, if we can do that, um, you know, I think we'll I think we have a good chance going the whole way. So, but as I said, we've been been training really well and. Best thing about this team is they, they train really well and they, they train hard and they want to they want to they want to work hard, which is good. And the club, obviously, you were at Penrith Panthers, who are going through a transitional period. Is there any similarities with 
the setup and coaching training methods there that you see here or there's a feeling of it being here some similarities yeah a little bit um you know the training and the gym sessions and the field sessions are pretty similar but um obviously the coaching is going to be different with brownie compared to ivan so um yeah but it's a lot of pretty much things are pretty much the same so which is which is pretty good I'm not to be remiss not for me to ask the question and you're probably waiting for it and you've got that smile on your face. You've got a little team from over the hill called Wigan who are go- you're going to be playing in relation to the uh, James Roby testimonial in a few weeks' time. First of all, are you looking forward to that? And secondly, has everybody put you in the picture of how big that rivalry is? And You've only got to win two games this year, you know, and that's them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've spoken to a few of the senior players about it and, you know, that's pretty much they all talk about the Wigan rival, so... Um, it's something I'm looking forward to being a part of, and I can't wait. And I'll get a, I'll get a first crack at them um, in a trial, which is going to be. I mean, it's a friendly, but it's not a friendly against. Yeah, Queen. I heard it's not a friendly. <laughs> so everyone keeps trying to say it's a friendly, but um, yeah, something, something I'm looking forward to definitely. Luke Walsh will be lining up against Richard Beaumont, who signed a two-year deal after leaving Hull KR. And he's told us there's big differences to what he's been used to down at the other end of the M62. It's a big move for me and you know, it's, a, it's a big setup. It's got a lot of history. Uh, as you can tell from the training, it's a lot different. Not more professional than Hull KR. So that's the big changes that I'm getting used to. And uh, like I say, you, you've come, you're a youngster, and obviously the training, and you're under Nathan Brown, uh, is it different from what you've been used to? Yeah, it's a lot more different. Uh, Nathan's more of an individual coach, what's bringing, bringing my game on a lot. I've just, just been playing in a team where they expect what they already expect to be, and it's just to fit straight in the structures, but with Brownie, you know, he's an individual coach, so that's what I'm, I'm enjoying at the moment. I mean, it's a club that's got tradition. It's got a tradition of uh, getting to finals. Uh, all right, they've lost a few recently, but getting to finals and picking up uh, silverware, and sometimes it's a short career. Yeah, definitely. It's just, like I said, it's a short career, and from a young age, I've always been watching rugby. And you see, like St. Helens, Wigan, Leeds, you know, top four teams, they're always in the finals. So that, that was an easy decision coming. Saints were always going to be there, or thereabouts, and you know, I'd love to win some. And this club, I think I can do it. I had an operation in the off season, so I was travelling over just to have the physio, and it was like nearly two hours each way. So it was an easy decision just to move over. What was the injury? I just had an hernia. Uh, I had it towards the back end of last year, uh, so I just needed a quick operation in the off-season and it's coming good now. So you've been in a situation, you've had the operation, you're into pre-season and uh, a lot of players say the pre-season is what it's all about with all due respect to playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I had it back end of last season, uh, so straight away as soon as the season finished I had it done and now straight into physio, so I didn't really have an off-season, just started training right through. And how's it going with, obviously, there's been some impressive recruiting here, both in this country from homegrown players and, obviously, uh, from Australia? Yeah, well, that, that's what was a big shock for me, coming to St. Helens. Like, you've got, you've got like, 10, 12 players all from actual St. Helens. You know, from when was it OK? It was all, a lot of overseas players. And there's a lot of uh, lot of good players as well, a lot of talent coming through. And plus, they've recruited very well in the forwards. got one of the biggest packs in, this, in this, uh, league, I'd say, now. Richard Beaumont there. Now, there have been a number of issues overshadowing the closed season of Rugby League. There are still a number of situations that will need resolving over the coming months to do with Super League restructuring and so on. But there were huge concerns that there may not actually be 14 teams in the top flights in 2014. London Broncos had to leave their home at the Stoop in Twickenham after eight seasons. And the majority of the first team has been sold to other Super League clubs. 
There were fears, as we talked about in length on In Touch at the end of last year, that they could go into administration. But they have since secured a new home in Barnet at the Hive, a ground share with the football team there. Now, it's not known yet what squad London will have to field when they face witness at the start of the season on the 16th of February. But one Saints player who's glad to see their future secured, at least in the short term, is Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook, who came through the ranks in the capital. Well, I think it's wonderful that they're in. I think uh, <coughs> me being an ex-Bunker, I think it's class that they've, they've got together and they've, they've got a final, finally they've got an own ground, really, uh, down at Barnet. And uh, speaking to a couple of boys, I know that they've got 12 boys training, so it looks good. And obviously they've got, they've got an ex-Sank down there who's, uh, who's guiding the lights, guiding them to the way, really, with, with Sean Long down there. So so uh, it looks it looks really good. Uh, hopefully Sean, Sean can go down there and... Um, and work his magic and, and turn him into turn him into a team that can compete this year and hopefully they compete really well. Being guided obviously by your roots uh, down in the London area sort of thing and the, the place that they've moved to and they have been nomads as I'm sure you're aware of. Is this the ideal place for them to be and is this where where everybody's saying we need crowds, we need this public? Is this the place, the defining definitive place for them? I can't, I can't really. You can't really judge on that, really, can you? It's, it's Barnet. I don't really know Barnet that well myself. All I know is it's, it's a small stadium with standing, standing areas, and uh, uh, it'll be smaller than than the stoop. So hopefully, it gives that better atmosphere. If you know what I mean, when they're playing games, and uh, with, with that, I think, I think, I think, hopefully. They get they get a team together and a, a good team instead of just going by and Australians or something like they go to the national league and get the and get good players that are, that are down there to come and play Super League. So hopefully um, hopefully they do well and hopefully hopefully it is the place for 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 Broncos to to thrive. Really, I think um, I don't see why why it would foul. I don't think there's not a rugby union team. There's a football team and hopefully they can. They can branch into the football team, uh, branch into the football team's fans, and get them to come down and, and see what a tough game is. <laughs> <laughs> that was very tapply put that yeah. way. Uh, so just just final touching on that. Then obviously you've touched about the twelve players there. I know they've got a fantastic. Oh, they had a good, fantastic under nineteen side yep. last year, yep. and unfortunately in pre-season, obviously there's been fire sales sort of thing. Do you think they're capable of putting a competitive side together, given? The, there's a likelihood that uh, there's going to be a relegation of two sides at the end of the season and rightly yeah. wrongly us pundits and experts it's a no-brainer that yeah. fortunately, fortunately we're going to put the Broncos as being one of the sides to be relegated yeah. well yeah hopefully 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 uh, that doesn't happen because obviously I'm, I'm a bit biased really so, yeah. well yeah I don't know but yeah. it's got to ask haven't we yeah exactly but uh, hopefully that don't happen because if they do get relegated I'm not too sure what would happen really I'm not too sure if the, the it would, it, they would keep as a team because if they're not in Super League then I don't know what would happen uh, they probably might merge with the Scholars or something like that but they have so much talent down there that it's, it's unbelievable really I think to, to lose to lose a team uh, with that much talent and that much t- pull for the talent how much area they've got with all these youngsters will be a sad loss it'll be, it'll be a loss that they'll, they'll lose out on the next Tony Club the next Daniel Sargent who could go somewhere next yeah, 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 yeah no, no one wants two of them so, <laughs> so uh, uh, hopefully they do well and obviously obviously I've got I've got my cousin who's down there, Thomas Scarsbrook, who's playing playing there and he's playing for the under under twenties now. So hopefully hopefully it gives them a nice 
rolling and obviously doesn't just push him into the deep end to, to make him sink or swim. Hopefully it gives him time to bleed in uh, and hopefully with Longy that, that's what would happen. Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook speaking there. Well, thank you for your company tonight. That is all we've got time for on the Saints preseason in such preview. But join us again soon when we preview Witness Vikings, Warrington, and Wigan Warriors. And the show will return for good back on Thursday, the 6th of February from 6 o'clock. And if you missed any of tonight's show, it will be available to listen to again online on the In Touch podcast, which you can find at citytalk.fm. Good night. This is In Touch, City Talks Rugby. League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.